Hello and welcome to the third episode of Long Live Play, the assumed number one Australian PlayStation podcast hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the daddy to my cool, Mr. Kale Adam. How the bloody hell are you? Fighting fit and in ready to have a good time. That fell apart. I don't know what you did wrong, but something fell apart there. I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to take it again or are we just going to leave it? No, I'll leave it in there. Why not? <laughs> yeah, we can't hide the facts. <laughs> we can't hide the truth here. How are you? How have you been? How's things? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. We're recording a little bit earlier in the day and it's pretty sweaty in my room. So at some point I'm going to have to derobe. I Yeah, I made the mistake of getting into my snuggly little PJs. Perhaps a bit too early. Look, I'm in a similar boat. I've got three layers on right now and it's a mistake. <laughs> it's Australian winter and it's, it's... not that cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, not that it's, it's not that cold and it's that I wish it was colder. Mm. So I, I dress anticipating coldness. And it's, then I'm left disappointed and sweaty, which has reoccurred in my life in different situations. <laughs> it's a comfort thing. It's a comfort thing. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is. What have you, what have you been up to? The people want to know about your life. What have I life. been up to? What have you done this week? Like, do you want to know about my life or do you want to know about like, pl- like what I've been playing? Like, or just about my life? Just I'm a confused. quick aside. The people are hungry. Um, oh, dude, look, I've just been doing not a lot. Um, I've been having split days off, which has been pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> going into a run of 11 days of work Ooh. with one day off, mm-hmm. which is going to be pretty grim. But hey, the light at the end of the tunnel is that I then have like two and a half weeks off. So what that means, Kaylin, I don't, I don't know if you even know about this. I don't. Is think that I we do. can finally finish Resident Evil Village? Oh, that's not. Why are you getting two and, and we a half might, weeks off? Because I'm going from an experience where I'm in like a kind of a managementish kind of role to mm. back to my normal role, and that's going to be a grim reality for me. Yeah, and I need I need some downtime to kind of reset. Yeah, okay, before that's... doing that again. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm gonna go into a deep, dark, dark, dark depression. <laughs> You'll need to be medicated to get out of. Well, maybe I can just take like stress leave or something. I don't know, but uh, I'm just gonna take a bit of like a reset. So before I go back, it's like I don't know. I haven't taken leave since I've been back in Australia, so it's worth doing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but it does mean that it will, it'll give us time to finish Resident Evil Village. That's exciting. Which we can organize at any time over that time because I have lots of time. Maybe we which could is even... awesome because time is important and I like having time. <laughs> Can't imagine two weeks off. My I God. know, right? I'm so excited. I'm actually... It's like, it, <laughs> it feels like I have to pl- pay a penance by working as much as I'm working leading up to it. Yeah. But hey, it's going to be worth it in the end. Um, so we can do Resident Evil Village and something... I haven't even floated this idea with you yet. It's a lot of uh, it does mean we could maybe do our first in-person record. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. It's weird enough having to stare at you on this tiny Couldn't little Couldn't you screen. just lied to me and said, yeah, that sounds like an awesome idea, no, and that... then just told me later you didn't want to do it? Didn't no. have to blast me on air like that, bro. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. We can make that happen. So, yeah, we can do that. But other than that, my life is, is pretty inconsequential, and uh, it just <laughs> keeps on keeping on, dude. I did win trivia. Well, not me alone. Team. Uh, but my team won my team won trivia last week, which was pretty awesome, and it, it gave us a $150 gift card to use at the place that we do trivia. Okay. So then we went last week, and we all bought, like, steaks, which was about the cost of the card. Mm. 
And then when we checked the value of the card, there was still $133 on there. So what? big wins here. Yeah, that's great. That's really nice. Yeah, that felt pretty nice. Uh, so it seems like I'm going back to trivia this week and we're going to get free dinner again. We're going to really, really hope that whoever puts it through the till gets it wrong again. Yeah. Um, and we can see how long this, this $150 gift card is going to last us. It just keeps wrong. I feel like I've never really done trivia, but I feel really smart and like I would be an asset. <laughs> To any team, honestly. I think your problem is you're going to be too positive about answers that you're wrong about, and you're mm. going to be a you're going to be a, a bad team member. It's going to be bad. You're going to bring the team down. We just don't know. What's your week like? Actually, yeah, it's funny you had that, and I was like, ah, oh, not a lot, <laughs> not much. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we're going to move along. You know what? At least you can tell me what you've been playing. I went out for a lovely Japanese dinner last night with some friends, and it was it was quite tight. I ate. More than I should have, uh, less than I wanted to, but I did the rounds. I had, I'll let you know, I had the the the, the crunchy chicken curry. I four. I couldn't. I couldn't care less. <laughs> I about four this. went. You really lost me gyoza. already. <laughs> I was really hoping that when I said what you've been playing, you would just pretty much seemingly go into that. And I got the Hokkaido cheesecake. All right, we can move into video games now. And yeah, that was the highlight of my week. Oh, that's awesome, dude! I'm really <laughs> stoked. That sounds really fun. <laughs> Woo! Yay! What have you been playing? Tell me more about it. Um, I've got a few things. I think we need to uh, touch first upon Chivalry 2. If you listened to the last episode, which if you didn't, I'll be mad. Um, (laughs) Kale told me he would buy me Chivalry 2. Mm. And I thought I talked about making it a uh, giveaway, and then I, I quickly reneged on that after we recorded, and (laughs) I got him to buy me Chivalry 2. So as it was, I would just like to state that I think. Torn Banner Studios owes me money because I've confirmed several sales from last week's segment and I would like to sell out, please. I got people to buy it. Give me money, please. We're so out. Money, please. Honestly, the exact moment that someone lets me sell out, <laughs> I will. I will. I will sign that. So I, if anyone here thinks we're going to stay independent forever, if this really takes off, you're wrong. I will sell out to a network. As soon as the paperwork is in front of me. We have no I won't read it. No I won't read it. I just look for the number value. Mm. And if it is a decent number, I will sell out. Just know that. Two grand. I have no morals. (laughs) I'll take it. I have no ideals. (laughs) Whatever's in the paperwork is long. $2,000 is not going to quite cut it. I need this to be like high six figures before I'm really considering it. Oh, that's fucking... Optimistic. Hey, a, I gotta aim high, baby. Right, Low six figures. Right. I'd probably take that too. Honestly, right now, if someone offered me two thousand dollars, I'd actually probably take that. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah I, I'd love that. <laughs> but chivalry um, too. But chivalry too. Uh, it's 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 fun. It's frustrating. I like. I just came up with that right now. I, I don't. It I don't has moments that. of frustration, mm. mainly because I die. Yeah. But that's every multiplayer game. But other than that, it, the satisfaction of just seeing heads fall off and limbs fall off and someone run at me with like missing their arm but just having like a like a dagger trying to kill me and then actually killing me yeah it's a good time i'm have i have fun with it we, we um, need to play more we do i was gonna say like we were kind of going strong for a second there and then i don't know life happened i'm a i'm a busy dude dude you know what i mean you have too many friends you gotta call some i do i do a lot and sometimes it cuts into the game time and i, I you gotta balance it out sometimes you gotta sleep less my problem more. also is I it, I watch Formula One, and so a lot of the times that I should be playing something, I end up just watching Formula One. So what you do is instead you watch cars go around in a circle a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that a fair characterization? <laughs> yeah. 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 But fast. Although, to be fair, Sorry. it's only like every other weekend. So, I guess I, it's a, I'm making excuses now at this oh, point right. for my lack of game playing. Um, but no, Chivalry 2 is really fun. Uh, my biggest qualm so far, which I guess is pretty good, is the UI in the menu to like customize your knight is awful. It's got a I'm weird I'm here lag. buying stuff. There's a weird lag and I don't know what I'm getting and I'm here buying things. I'm like, wait, did I just buy that? I don't want to buy that. And I've wasted all my money that I spent like five hours getting and then it's wasted on dumb shit that I don't want. So that's frustrating. It annoys me that, um, say you buy like a new skin for a sword or something, there's the two orders of knights and you have to buy it for each one. It's not shared. It's the same weapon. Yeah. And like, that's I fine that. too, but there is um, real money. Like, you can yeah. use real money to speed all that up. I haven't done that, and I don't see a need And to. they're just cosmetic, so I'm just... Oh, I but some of them I just want to look good. cool. Yes. Look cool. <laughs> but Again. it's been very fun. And I very much like the longsword and the axe. I've mainly played as a knight. Me too. But it's just because it's It's called it's chivalry. That's what you... You play as the knight. You're not going to be the fucking... The footman. You don't want to be the, the page. I, hey, I, I played the footman. Is that the medic dude with the yeah, health packs? I did play. That was actually pretty fun too. Yeah, they're pretty good. I really just want to. Uh, I just want to um, unlock the the two handed spear, and then I feel like I'm really making something of myself. It's good shit. I do believe. I don't know if we talked about this last week, but I think they said there is another map coming soon. That's the other thing. I've played all the maps so many times. Oh uh, yeah, there's not um, many of them, but it's okay. You don't have big, to have too many. It only just came out, and I imagine they'll support it for a while. Yeah, it's it's done really well, which is encouraging my. Uh, Laptop just went to sleep and I shat in my pants a little bit, but we're okay. Oh, mine's about to do the same, lol. <laughs> um, but we can we can transition really quickly yeah. into a game we've both played now, which is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Yeah. You've, you've played it now? You finished it? I finished it. I um, platinumed it. Yeah, it's an easy platinum. and It is. Almost, almost too easy. I Almost I, too easy. See, for me, I was like, fuck, that was a pleasant experience. There was no like oh. eight hours of me doing some garbage task. To get that, I get sad it. Right. I, and part of me, I feel that way a little bit too. But at the other side of it, I also paid one hundred and twenty dollars for a game that I platinumed in fifteen hours. I think it took me less than that. I think I was twelve. Yeah, because I started playing more because I thought uh, I missed that missable, and then oh yeah, actually it's not missable, guys. <laughs> you can get back there. Yeah, actually, there that... is no missables. You can get back there. Look up, look up a video on YouTube. It exists. That was uh, quite clutch. Uh, but we are going to do a review episode, which is something we've discussed. A spoiler cast. Oh, you, well, sorry. So, I like review it's, slash. It's kind of a review. Cast. It's a re- it's a it's a spoiler filled review. Yeah, so we won't go too deep here. That'll come out when you look at it, but imminently. But imminently. Um, but no I see here in our show notes, you have played some things that I have one not ever heard of. Um, <laughs> yes. And two, one that I have that is really old. Yeah. So, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. This is a new I game. I really want to point out that for some reason it's para with mm. a, and then dice with a capital D. Yeah, that's right. That wasn't a typo. <laughs> that's that's I, it. That's the, the naming convention. If there's no reason for that in the narrative, I hate it. This is Square Enix we're talking about. Are you surprised? Please be excited. Please. <laughs> so <laughs> please, this... Please, please be excited. This one's weird, and I'm very conflicted on it. So this was just announced uh, at the Square Enix show. They put up a demo almost immediately. The elevator pitch for this, Govinda, is it's a game inspired by, not a remake of, the original first Final Fantasy, but it's made wait, by... Wait, wait, sorry, sorry. Setting it inspired by... Yeah, so it's set in the world But not of... a remake. Yeah, oh, that's right. So not even inspired by, like, in the world of... Yeah, weirdly. It's very... 
It's very weird. It's very Square Enix. Well, that's the thing. It's actually made by Team Ninja, who made Ooh. Neo. Like Ninja Ninja Gaiden? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Neo. Interesting. Um, so And they just published it. Square Enix just published it. And yeah. gave, obviously gave them the rights to use that world. Which is a pretty big deal. Like, you don't fucking get a Final Fantasy game every day. Funnily enough, when you just said it was developed by Team Ninja, I'm instantly more interested in it. Let me crush that for you. <laughs> uh, let's do that. Awesome. It's, so this is essentially Final Fantasy Dark Souls, is what's happening mm. here. It's almost... Well, from Neo, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does. And the weird thing is, initially I was like, this is the worst, and then it gets better. <laughs> um, and then I changed my mind. Yeah, it's. I'm very conflicted, because I think I would probably play this when it comes out. I really hope they can tighten it up. It's quite rough. It looks like shit. I really I'm hope gonna they I'm going to test can... your... Uh... I'm going to test your preparedness. When does it come out? I actually don't know if there's a release date. Or at least no, I'm not aware prepared. of it. We're prepared. Good to know. It, it certainly um, doesn't feel ready. It needs like... I hope yeah, they it take needs a, a bit of polish. Yeah, I hope they get some feedback on it. It's just like a bit messy. It's got some cool ideas though and like... Similar to Dark Souls in like the interconnected worldness or more yeah, like the, the combat like, side yep, of things. Like you're kicking down ladders. There's like save points that give you all your health back, but it respawns enemies. Very oh, Dark like Souls. They just did a Souls-like. But then it's this weird mix of almost Final Fantasy 15 and 7 Remakes combat. So it's oh. like real time like, and quick and you're like parrying. but you're still kind of you're still kind of choosing attacks as real time stuff is happening like no in that it's more like dark souls i guess the 15 part is you have like party members with you uh oh. you know and they're kind of jumping in and doing stuff and is there a co-op like online elements or anything i don't believe so okay um, well, look, maybe I'll look at a trailer or something. I'm not super hyped on it. It's the game everyone's making fun of on the internet where they keep talking about the, the bad guy called Chaos and you play as a guy named Jack and he says, I'm here to kill Chaos. And it's really <laughs> dumb and schlocky. <laughs> You're deeper in the internet than I am. I don't know what these memes are that you this speak is... of. Uh, so anyway, that's, uh, that's a thing. I, I just thought I'd check uh, okay. it out. If you had to review the demo out of 10, what would you give it? I don't consider, like... No one's holding you to this. You yeah, can just I say know. a number. It's okay. Just in, say a in number. In my head, seven isn't a bad review. On the internet, seven's like, I'm not playing that. <laughs> no, let's 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 talk about like five is like, it's fine. It's not broken and it has some good ideas, but it's a bit shit. It's just kind of like average. It's like not a Yeah, it's technically sound. It runs. <laughs> so it's like, in my mind, if those criteria are met, it's at least a five. <laughs> I I don't know about that. I, I guess. If it runs, yeah, sure. I guess we just don't know enough. I will say the boss fight was too hard for me and I couldn't beat it. So I just stopped and quit. But you've also been playing? Uh, I've also been playing um, Metro Exodus. Don't know how committed I am to this. Uh, you just wanted to kind of test out the update, didn't you? Yeah, this this is my thing. If a PS5 update for a game comes out, I'm going to download it and at least try it. I have The Last of Us Part 2 sitting on my cross-media bar for exactly the same reason. I'm just ready to give it another shot, just to see. Okay. But Metro is cool. It's another one where it's like, it's a little bit shit. <laughs> In some ways, like... It's it's old. It's, how old is it? It can't be that uh, old. I don't know exactly, but it's definitely a little bit old. And, and I only say this because I... Obviously, I've been playing a lot of Battlefield Five. I play it pretty regularly just because it's a fun, quick thing to play with some friends that I have in America still. Yeah. And I just had, I don't know, I saw the 2042 trailers and I was really hyped on like a modern setting. So then I downloaded Battlefield Four because I had it with all the DLC mm. just to see. And I could still find like a couple of servers in Australia. I saw so that you was interesting. playing that actually. 
it is grim. Yeah, it's like, so hard. Graphically, it is so hard to go back to that. Yeah. And even if it's like running at 60 frames a second, it's looking like it doesn't feel good. Not just kill, so I was killing it. Don't get me wrong. But it was just, I, I don't know. I played one round and I was like, I, I'm not doing that. Just for the record, Metro Exodus is barely two years old. It's not that old. It feels oh. like it, though. Yeah, uh, February 2019. <laughs> yeah, here I am playing like a seven-year-old yeah, yeah. game. <laughs> so, yeah, the thing, it, it gives me, like, the interesting part is I get a little bit of a Bioshock thing. Like, you're creeping around, you're listening to things, it's a cool, scary world, and, like, the enemies are a little bit scary, and guns feel good with this this new update. It's 4K, 60 frames, which is, you know, it was struggling to hit 30 when I played it. But, like, the enemies are a bit dumb. That's where you, like, really see Ooh, the cracks. You're like, oh, all right. Don't have that extra CPU power to make smarter AI. No, but it is beautiful. It's, like, a shockingly good-looking game. At least in, like, environments and things. Maybe not, like, yeah. models. And uh, So that's that's a thing. I'm actually, like, probably three or four hours into it, which is more than I expected to play. Yep. And, and we'll just see. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We're kind of in a weird place where I think I need to, like, sit down at my computer and plan out what I'm going to play. That's weird. I just, well, I I wanna, just go for it. I want to take stock of everything I've got. I want to figure out what I need to beat. Because there's nothing coming out for a while. We need to both I understand just wanna, this. I want to clarify something with you really quickly. Because, <laughs> firstly, the phrase need to beat, it, do, it doesn't make sense. Because let me, let me clear something up. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to beat any of these games. It's a want. It is a want. Yes, it is a want. It's a want. But I also need to fill the void. <laughs> because if I'm oh, not you can never playing void, something, you can I never will start to think about the choices that I've made <laughs> and the things that have led me here. That's basically um, it, though. Uh, yeah, look, I, I played some more Outer Worlds, but not enough for me to feel like I need to talk about it again because I still finished up Ratchet and got that Platinum and then... I don't know, Battlefield, and then haven't played too much out of world, so not quite there. I have, I, I need more time with it. Maybe we'll, we'll check back in next week, see where we're at. Let's move into the news we care about sometimes. <laughs> at least a little bit. All right, here we go. <laughs> After six long months in digital exile, Cyberpunk 2077, from Witcher 3 developer CD Projekt Red, is set to make a somewhat inglorious return to the PlayStation platform on June 21st, which is the day we are recording, just, oh. just for the record. Huh. Uh, stop, the, game, stop doing that. <laughs> uh, the game was originally pulled from the platform just 10 days after its release, back in December 2020. The reason cited for Cyberpunk's removal was the legendarily poor performance of the game, particularly on the base PS4, but was incredibly buggy and constantly crashing on both the PS4 Pro and the then-brand-new PS5 console. That's the official reason, anyway. Many have speculated that the game was removed after CD Projekt promised refunds for the game without checking in with Sony first. And in fact, CD Projekt initially told customers they should contact Sony for said refund. Govinda, you actually played this game on a PlayStation. I played it on PC, and it sucked there. <laughs> and that was, like, the good version. <laughs> it might have looked better, but it still... It still sucked. Uh, I did play it on my PlayStation 5. Very excited to play it when I when I had the chance. Yeah. Uh, and I think I probably had a hard crash of my console every hour. Probably. I remember you saying this. It Sometimes was... more. So it would pretty much just completely... Like, there were times I had to like, restart my PlayStation because I couldn't even get into my like home screen. Yeah. Uh, it was bad. Yeah, it was real bad. And that was like just the big ones. 
multiple like glitches in the game, like enemies just disappearing, people just showing up, a lot of T poses. Oh, if you I don't know what a T pose is, it's oh. when you're developing a game, it's like your base character model screen, like when you're just trying to build them, I guess. Like it's a it's a nothing. It's a nothing screen. It's um, unfinished. Lots of T poses. I had a, a couple game breaks where like I'd got to a certain bit of a quest and I couldn't get past it because something wasn't loading properly. Yeah. Or, like a character wasn't where they were meant to be, so I just couldn't do it. Uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. So I put about, what, 15 hours into it and then I was just like, I'm good. I'm not going to ask for a refund because maybe they'll update it and they'll do the PS5 version and I can play it then. Yeah. Um, but from every report I see, this game still ain't great. It continues, patch 1.23 has been just released for the game and does indeed contain a slew of bug fixes. Interestingly, Sony released its own statement to website Eurogamer, quote, Sony Interactive Entertainment can confirm that Cyberpunk 2077 will be relisted on the PlayStation Store starting June 21st, 2021. Users will continue to experience performance issues with the PS4 edition while CD Projekt Red continues to improve stability across all platforms. SIE recommends playing the title on PS4 Pro or PS5 for the best experience, end quote. How grim is that disclaimer? <laughs> I know, right? How rough is it that you have to be like, it's still going to be bad, and so if you're buying it, you're buying it knowing it's going to be bad, and we will not yeah. issue a refund. That's the subtext of that whole thing. The truly sad thing is people, like regular people, don't know this. Like, they're just going to see it on the store and be like, Cyberpunk, I heard about that. <laughs> like, and then call Sony, and Sony will be like, no, no, terms and conditions. Yeah. Uh, I think it's... I think it's funny that CD Projekt Red told people to contact Sony for a refund. Because if was... you've ever tried to contact Sony for a refund, the only way to do that mm. is if it is for a pre-order and you have not downloaded the game. That's so fucked. <laughs> it's such a um, brutal... I think even downloading... I think you can maybe download it, but as soon as you launch the game and you've activated the license, there is a hard, hard, hard no refund policy. That's so wild. Because I tried to get a refund for The Witcher when I downloaded the Game of the Year edition and realized that my original Witcher save wouldn't transfer across. Because technically the Game of the Year edition is another game with another save file and they're not compatible. Yeah. So I was literally called Sony. I was like, look, I'll give it back to you. Just take the license away. (laughs) I'm just going to rebuy the game with the DLC separately so I can use my save. And they were like, no. Not our problem. Can't do that. I was like, what do you Just do it though. You can't just do it. Just for the record, do you know what Steam's policy is? Uh, if you don't like it, you can return it. it. The only caveat is you have to have played it for less than two hours, and it needs to have been within two weeks of you purchasing it. I think that's m- way more reasonable. Just, that is fair. That's enough to and I also, play a little bit of the game. Like I know Nintendo will refund for like broken games, because I got one. Really? I, I, pl- I got a game called My Time at Porsche, which was very similar to... Oh, not very similar, but it has like... It's kind of like a That's Stardew dodgy. Valley sort of vibe. And I got it and it was honestly like unplayable. Loading times were... I would I counted one load time at five minutes. Jesus. Uh, like it was awful. So I called them and I was like, honestly, this shouldn't even be on the store. You shouldn't be selling it because it is <laughs> a, not a playable experience. Crazy frame drops. I can't load my saves half the time. It doesn't load into the game. And eventually they gave me... At least a store credit. They didn't give me like a money back refund. Huh. But at that point, I took that. But yeah, look, Sony is very hard about it. Notoriously so. We'll monitor this situation. It's like, I, and just for the record, just to like see where it's at, I booted up the PC version, which I believe has had more patches. There's no 
content. It's exactly what it was when we it came out last year, like nearly, what, more than six months ago. It's just You can't like, do content when you're still trying to build the base game. <laughs> but I mean, even just down to like, the police still suck. Like, you know, the police just kind of appear out of nowhere. Like, yeah, it's still it's a broken still, game. <laughs> it's still broken. I, that's why I said last time, I was like, I'm really excited for Cyberpunk 3, because I think that's where it's going to really be something. But right now, this game is bad. Yeah. I think at its core, it's like got some good things, but I think overall, it's like just a badly made game. The funny thing is, I'll play it. When I finally see those articles that are saying, like, it's good now, I will. I'm looking forward to it. Like, Oh, that's why I stopped playing. I yeah. was like, I don't want to ruin this experience by playing through the hell that I'm in right now. So I'm just going to stop. Yeah. We'll come back to it when it's ready. There's, at at um, its core, there is something there. Like there is something cool there. Oh, I like the world and I like the vibe and like the gunplay wasn't shit. And I enjoyed what I played when I could play it, when it wasn't crashing and glitching out on me, but I just need them to finish it. It is a turd, but a well-polished turd might no, be... No, 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 no. <laughs> It is not a well-polished turd, because if it was, it wouldn't have hard crashed my console repeatedly. A polished turd is still a stinky turd, <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. Shall we move on? Let's. All right, I got this one. As if in response to Long Live Play's own heated tangent from last week, From Software has weighed in on the ever-swirling difficulty discourse that inevitably surrounds their game's pre-release, this time in an interview with Japanese website Famitsu. In the interview, game director and sadist Hidetaka Miyazaki has outlined the level of challenge players can expect from the upcoming and eagerly anticipated Elden Ring, a game which was created in tandem with professional procrastinator and fantasy author George R.R. R. Martin. Miyazaki said that the game will be less difficult than Sekiro, but on par with Dark Souls 3. In addition, multiplayer assistance will be easier to summon than in previous games. And in certain circumstances, spirits will allow for added strategic options. The example they gave was summoning in archers for aerial support. Coupled with the fact that entire bosses will be optional, given the open world nature of the game, and an expanded stealth system that will allow players to approach encounters with the element of surprise, Elden Ring looks to be the most accessible game in the Souls series. However, it has been confirmed that there will be no difficulty options present in this game. Did I tell you? Did I tell you? Oh, I never thought they were going to do it. They'll never Did do I, it. The, the debate was never that I thought they would. It's mm. that I thought they should. Maybe that I came in. That was the debate. <laughs> Maybe I came in a little too hot there. <laughs> you came in too hot there, okay? Dude, get your facts straight before you come at me like that, all right? Yeah. I, it's... Um, I, never, I never thought they were going to. They, they, they're never going to, and I've accepted it. And look, there's something to be said about you making your art how you want to make it, and people can either deal with it or not. That's yeah. fine. I still think there should be, but that's just me. I think this is why I love this studio so much. Like, as you said last week, which is a great point, like, they would sell so many more copies if they did, if they added a difficulty option, but they won't because they know people come to them for this and they're the only... Like, there's a fucking million Souls-likes and I've played a lot of them. None of them are as good as these games. Like, but Neo is not this good. you still have that experience. The experience never changes for you. It just changes for the people that want it to. <laughs> They don't want you, Govinda. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, look, I'm, I'm fine with this. Like, yeah, I'm probably still going to play it. Am I going to oh. finish it? Probably not. You yeah. know, I got to the final boss in Dark Souls 3 and then just stopped. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to I remember. I beat Bloodborne. Like, yeah, blo- I, I can do it. Mm. And I like, there's even stuff like this where it's like, you, you can, summoning's easier. I'm like, awesome. Because summoning is a bit annoying. I don't know why, but Japanese games seem to have this really tricky time comprehending online play. 
Yeah. I'm looking at you, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> so easier summoning, fine. If I had summon like additional help in quote unquote spirits, I don't know what they are, but it sounds like NPC help. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like I'm down with that. Like yeah. easier stealth so you can do the criticals to open up a battle. Awesome. Yeah. I'm probably going to play it. I just thought when I saw the trailer, like I wasn't like, oh my God. It was just like, okay, it looks very much like a From Software game and mm. bosses look weird and big, but okay. Like, I'm not <laughs> blown away by this. You're not reinventing the wheel. You're doing another Souls-like game. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's funny. I was actually thinking about what my most anticipated games are. And it's like, this is in there, but it's kind of like Tales of Arise and I guess... God of War, whenever that comes out, like... Did you just... Tales of Arise is in your most anticipated games? Yeah, I love I love the Tales games. Do you not know this about me? I, I, play... I, I know you play them. I wouldn't. I didn't know that that would be in a most anticipated list. I thought that oh, would be yeah. in, like, I have nothing else to play. Here's a Tales game sort of list. No, it's it looks really fucking good. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, well, it's like, I don't know. I just, I've played, like, half of... Uh, not even... I played the first five hours of two and mm. was like, oh, these are average, and then never played them again. But, hey, to each his own. Yeah, look. We are... Going to move along. This one's yours. It was confirmed during the Xbox and Bethesda E3 showcase that Starfield, and for that matter, Redfall and all future Bethesda titles, will be exclusive to the Xbox console and will never be coming to the PlayStation platforms. This was presumed considering that Microsoft shelled out an exorbitant $7.5 billion to purchase the publisher. For comparison, Disney paid $4 billion to acquire Star Wars in 2012, so it's a huge amount of money. Still, this has upset many PlayStation fans who have enjoyed access to the particular brand of Western RPGs that Bethesda is known for, like Fallout and the Elder Scrolls franchises. So much so, in fact, that Bethesda Senior Vice President of Global Marketing Pete Hines has apologised to fans in a blunt but refreshingly honest manner in an interview with GameSpot. Quote, If you're a big fan of stuff we make and it is no longer available on your platform, I totally understand if you're unhappy or pissed or whatever. I get it. Those are all real feelings and frustrations. I don't know how to allay the fears and concerns of PS5 fans other than to say, well, I'm a PS5 player as well, and I've played games on that console, and there's games I'm going to continue to play on it, but if you want to play Starfield, it's on PC and Xbox. Sorry, all I can really say is I apologise, because I'm certain that that's frustrating to folks, but there's not a whole lot I can do about it. End quote. This is not new information. I guess it's like, the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> is the confirmation. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because I did see a lot of reporting on this. And I suppose I kind of framed that in this story as well. Like, he didn't actually, like, come out with his hat in his hands and, like, apologise. He was in an interview and he was like, look, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not like he was, like, there was a backlash yeah. and he had to, like, come out. And, like, what can you, like, what can you really say? It's not, he, he didn't do it. No, it's, it's, uh... Like, he just works there. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a very recognisable face of the company, but... Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Oh, look, even like when I read this through before, when I was, I looked and I was like, wait, never? Like they said never coming? Because I, I still held out this hope that like, yeah. like, like the first Fallout game, you'd wait three years and then they'd release it on PlayStation. And look, anything is possible. But as it stands, like I can't ever see these games coming over. Nah, look, I think I've accepted it. And I was even talking, and this is what's, this is dirty. So don't hate me for this. <laughs> I was even saying to a friend the other day, I was like, fuck, honestly, if it comes out, I'm potentially just going to buy like an Xbox Series S yeah. just to play it yep. and then return it. Like just sell it. <laughs> oh, I don't, shit. <laughs> uh, the only one I'm, I don't really, Starfield maybe, I just want to see what that turns out to be. I'm actually more, I just want to play Elder Scrolls. I want to play whatever yeah, Elder Scrolls 6 is. Yeah. 
because that's the one I care about the most. And like, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm not a huge Dishonored fan, so whenever that comes out, I don't really care. Like, yeah. that doesn't phase me. There's The only ones I care for really is Fallout and Elder Scrolls, but Fallout 4 kind of soured me on the Fallout experience, and Elder yeah. Scrolls I still want in and around my body. <laughs> for me, it's Fallout. You're right, it's been a little bit rocky <laughs> recently. 76. Etc. Oh my god! I played it for like thirty minutes one day, maybe maybe an hour, and yeah. I was just I got it for free too, and it still wasn't worth my time. I was like, I'm I'm not doing this. I actually I actually played it this week because I did see one of those articles. And it was like Fallout seventy six is good now, and I tried it. I was like, I fucking hate this. I well, hate it's like it. the worst parts of Fallout four. It's like the building <laughs> and also multiplayer that no one ever asked for. Literally, oh, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I actually did ask for it. I was like, I'd be, this would be sick if I could do this with a friend. But if it's not if I could do another game called Fallout 76 with a friend, it's if I could do Fallout with a friend. Yeah. And that wasn't it. Again, I don't think I even really care about Starfield at this point. Like, we'll see what it is. Like, again, we That's don't what I mean. Know I don't anything. know about Starfield, but it's just Elder Scrolls that I actually kind of care about right now. And I will potentially just buy an Xbox just so I can play it for like a couple of weeks and then sell the Xbox or give it back or I don't know what to do. Um, but the one thing I thought was interesting is I, on the other hand, would have presumed that because they paid so much money for it that they would have put it out everywhere. That was my Yeah, presumption. like, they're not recouping... Seven and a half billion on the on Xbox. That's not happening. They're not, but I think the idea is if you can draw enough customers into your Game Pass, which is what this is more for, I think, than selling Xboxes. Mm. Um, that's where the money will come from because services um, is the money machine as opposed to like single single buys. Although that being said, you just said it yourself. You might buy a console for this. <laughs> yeah, that or like if I no, I was even thinking at some point I'll just build a PC and I can just get Game Pass. Yeah, that's it. I'll I'll play these on PC. They'll get me that way. Um, and we all well, win. like I, I feel like I know enough people that I can just be like, "Hey, are you using your Xbox?" And they'll be like, "No," but can I just, can I just borrow it? it just for like a and I'll just borrow weeks. it. Yeah, no, that's. Uh... I'm gonna do this in a way that Xbox and Microsoft get no money from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how I protest. <laughs> I'm yes. concerned about this next bit, Kyle, because be... all I saw was in big bold red letters. Govinda, do not read past this point. That's right. So the way this is gonna work is I'm going to relay a series of information to Govinda. We're going to check in with him. A series of information? Yes. A series of fascinating tidbits. And we're going to take little breaks here and there just to just to check in. Okay. And you I, need to say, I don't know, I don't know is, what I'm in for. I'm fascinated that you haven't heard anything about this. Cause this is, Should I just stop scrolling right now? Oh, for sure. You're not allowed to okay. read the fucking the thing. Well, Govinda, I just thought it was interesting that you said, don't read past this point. And then if I scroll down a little bit lower, there's two logos and then another don't read past this point. So I'm like, what point don't I read past? I'm, so I'm glad freaking you noticed. out over here. That's because at one point, I'm going to need you to look at that image, but not right now. So you just uh, you go back up. I, I saw it. I saw <laughs> the image. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Are you ready? I need you to strap in. All right. I'm buckled. The internet loves a good conspiracy. And this week, fans of auteur Hideo Kojima were allegedly treated to a real doozy. It's either nothing, or it's the most insane marketing long game in video game history. I will now present a timeline of all the insane developments of the past week to Govinda and check in with him periodically to see how blown his mind is as we progress. Like Kojima, like Death Stranding Kojima. That's right. Okay. Uh, This is going to be a wild ride. I know it. This rabbit hole goes deep. On April 7th, 2021, an article appeared on the official PlayStation blog revealing a teaser for an upcoming PS5 exclusive survival horror game called Abandoned. The post was written by someone named Hassan Karaman, game director at Blue Box Game Studios, 
The game looked janky and it did not garner much interest. Two months later, Blue Box Game Studios announced that Abandoned would be getting its own PS5 app, which would allow players to watch trailers for the game in real time. This is notable because this would be an entirely new feature for the PS5, and one that even PlayStation's first-party studios have not had access to. Since that announcement, Blue Box has been silent until this week. On June 16th, the Blue Box Twitter account posted a tweet that Abandoned was not actually the title of their upcoming game, and teased that its true name begins with an S and ends with an L. What do you think that could be, Govinda? Snell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, 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 wait. So you, you're with me so far? Like, more or less. There was a yeah, game, right. it looked bad, That's and then right. somehow this developer was like, we're going to put an app yeah. on the console so that you can see the trailers for this bad game. The Am update I following that, it so far? Yeah, the update is that we, we'll find out in the next two days whether this, they actually just had to delay it. So an app's going to go live later this week from... Legitimately, there's going to be an app happening. Like, this has been confirmed by anyone from PlayStation. As, look, let's just keep going. So wait, um, and then and then the game is not called Abandoned. It is called something that starts with an S and ends in an L. Yeah. I actually need to kind of tell you what people think it's going to be for the rest to make sense. No, I'm just... That's fine. I would just... I have no idea. So I just said something that started with S and ended in an L. Silent Hill. Oh. Yes. So you might see where this is going, but we'll continue. So I don't. <laughs> tell me more. So they put that on Twitter, right? People start freaking the fuck out. Blue Box quickly apologised when this tweet went viral, stating that they had no connection to either Konami, Silent Hill, or Hideo Kojima. Now, rumour had already been circulating that Abandoned might actually be the next Silent Hill game, and even more interesting, that it was being directed by none other than Hideo Kojima of Metal Gear Solid and Death Stranding fame. Here is where we must now don our tinfoil hats. (laughs) The PlayStation Studios logo, and this is the logo I've given you access to, and the logo for Blue Box are the inverse of each other, Govinda. And the text I, I, I is, noticed. is written in the same font. Could be a coincidence, right? Right? It's not so crazy. It, 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 it could be. It looks like a very standard font. Nothing special <laughs> there. Um, but I did notice that. Even while you were talking, and I felt like we were going into tinfoil hat territory. I looked at these images and I was like, yeah, yeah. fit right in there. So, internet super sleuths began investigating, and here are just a few tidbits that have been uncovered. Immediately, it became clear that there is no evidence of anyone ever working at Blue Box Studios, with the sole exception of this Hassan Karaman, who wrote the original PlayStation blog post, and again, perhaps coincidentally, has the same initials as Hideo Kojima. Again, it's light. And that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. No, that's not super light. You're saying there is a blog post on the official PlayStation blog by a developer named Blue Box that potentially does not exist. That's right. No one else works there. There's no evidence on the internet of anyone else. I really hope this is Kojima. This is some fucking deep, deep seed PR shit. We go deeper. (laughs) Blue Box's development history includes a game called The Whisperer on Android. And its icon is a black handprint, iconography that can be found prominently in Death Stranding. This game has since mysteriously disappeared and now cannot be found on that platform. Hassan Karaman has an Apple App Store profile with a bunch of low-quality asset flip games attributed to him. One is called GoFitXL, under the health and fitness category. Its description says, at one point, that it is a personal training PT program. See where this is going? PT. 
See where we're going? Uh, people are hold wild. On. Like, it how are you so digging through fun. the App Store profile of some developer? Let's. From what ah. I've been reading, they needed to have started this about five years ago to start. Carry like, on, carry on, my wayward son. Blue Box is apparently a Dutch studio that was founded exactly a year to the day after the release of PT, the infamously scary tech demo created by Hideo Kojima and director Guillermo del Toro of Pan's Labyrinth fame that was supposed to be the next entry in the Silent Hill franchise of games. Again, it could be a coincidence, right? Here's my favourite. This one gave me goosebumps. If you use Google Translate to convert the name Hideo from Japanese to Turkish, you get Karaman. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's this, pretty good. This dude is so meta. Hideo Kojima comes up with some crazy shit. At E3 2021, just this past week, during Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest stream, an odd trailer was shown for Death Stranding Director's Cut. In the trailer, Sam Porter Bridges, in a blue suit, hides in a box, in a clear reference to the Metal Gear Solid franchise. Inexplicably, he has a Dutch flag on the shoulder of his suit. In the game, he has an American flag. He's wearing a blue suit, he gets in a box. Blue box! <laughs> that one's weak, I'll give it to you. But that's no, it. it's not, though. It's actually not weak. When you tie it into everything else... Yeah. Also, it's that not weak, because why trailer is he wearing was, the flag? The trailer was so fucking weird. It had no place. It didn't really show much. Like, it was just... Anyway, okay. Keely then further threw fuel on the flames, posting a DM he had received from this supposed Karaman to the video game forum Reset Era, in which the developer asked to be allowed to show off Abandoned during one of his events. So what this was, was he showed a message he'd gotten from this guy. Yeah. And people are saying that, like, he's obviously in on it. And he's trying to build the narrative that this is a real person. He's like, look, this guy was going to be on the show. Hassan Karaman, despite almost zero presence on the internet outside of what has already been mentioned, somehow has a verified PSN account, which is something that is reserved for developers and prominent industry figures only. So this is like, you know, Neil Druckmann has a verified PSN account. Somehow he has it. You can look this up. It exists. Like, you can check out what he's been doing. Karaman has been playing a few games including one that doesn't exist. It's called Demon Blood, and its artwork features a figure that looks distressingly similar to the ominous outline of Pyramid Head, a recurring antagonist in the Silent Hill franchise. All right, you with this? This was cool. Like, they went through all these games, and one of them just has never been released. It doesn't exist. I don't know. That's why it's so interesting. Because my my mind goes to like this is a this is a breadcrumb that was meant to be found. Because oh yeah, if you're developing a game, you don't upload trophies to it. Like it just doesn't happen. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Carmen's PSN account is named Sneaky Warrior. That's with a double R. What do you do in Metal Gear Solid? You sneak around. Govinda, he has one thousand two hundred and thirty-eight total trophies. This number is significant, and it matches the number used prominently in a Japanese TV commercial for Silent Hill 4. The commercial is actually called the 1238 trailer or something, which is just like another weird little fucking thing. Nah, there's something. There's something on there. This is not a coincidence. We can't call (laughs) this a coincidence. We're nearly there. Thank you for sticking in. Abandoned would be a pretty appropriate code name for a long dormant next entry in the Silent Hill franchise. These antics might sound elaborate, but Kojima pulled something similar with Metal Gear Solid V The Phantom Pain when he invented a fake company called Moby Dick and even went so far as doing fake interviews while wearing a disguise. Do you remember this? He'd like, no. He'd, like, covered his face as if he'd, like, been horrifically burned or something and gave an interview, and no one could tell it was him. And this was all before we knew that 
the Phantom Pain was a Metal Gear Solid game. All of this is, all this meta-ness is very Hideo Kojima. I can't remember which Metal Gear Solid it was and what the boss was, but I remember oh, on, it was, like PS2. It was PS1. It was Psycho Mantis. Psycho Mantis, and it would like read your, it would read your memory card for other games that were on it and reference mm. them in the fight. Yeah. And the real. Which the, no one had ever done or ever did after it, as far as I'm aware. I was actually playing that with Jai, my older brother, when we were kids. And the other trick there was that he was a psychic and he could read your moves so you couldn't hurt him until you plugged the controller into the second port. And then he couldn't, he was like, what? It, I can't read his moves anymore. It was like this incredible meta thing. Like, anyway. Finally, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier is on the record as stating he is a believer, but posits that even if this doesn't end up being a Silent Hill game, the Kojima is definitely behind the whole thing. He's looking into it as well. There's a whole thing on Reset Era about it, but it's... I uh... think there's there's enough dots to connect that it's definitely not just coincidence. Mm. There is definitely something happening, and I would say, based on the information you have just given me, that it is most likely going to be a Silent Hill game. It or feels PT. like something... Or, or PT, which was a demo name for an upcoming Silent Hill game, right? Yes, that's right. Or at least that's what it, people thought. I don't think that was ever confirmed, but it was like assumed it would be. Um, and, and my thoughts now is that the Blue Box Game lo- uh, Studios logo, yeah, which is just a black box with Blue Box written in white in the middle of it, mm. will at some point in time lift up to show the Kojima logo. Yeah, wow. And it will be a Kojima game. I actually did see people saying that because they're like, why would it be Blue Box Game Studios if they're barely one? Whereas, like, if it was to be Kojima Game Studios... Oh, I don't think Blue Box will actually be a thing. I think that's a fake thing for PR, like... This was still when people were trying to figure out, like, the very start of it all, like... Oh, yeah, looking um, at the developers being like, how are you making a game with no one? (laughs) Yeah, and why are you on the PlayStation blog, like... So, anyway, look, it's just a good story. Like, you don't get things like this happen very (laughs) often. That's it. Look, I never actually played Silent Hill. I was watching someone play it like the other, like a week ago, which is really random. Just like like, an old Twitch thing. I was just watching someone do it. It looks ghetto, but I get that it was a PS2 game. So at the time it would have been wild. I'm also just like not the hugest horror game fan. So I'm not super hyped on it if it does exist. And I don't have like the nostalgia factor of playing the old ones Mm. to be super stoked on it. Uh, But I do like... I like the effort here. Yeah. If this is all turns out to be PR, whoever's on that PR team needs something. Some kind of raise. Some kind. They need of... like a big group high five or something. <laughs> they are incredible games. A new one. It's been on a downward trend, but I remember like, fuck man, Silent Hill Two is like one of the scariest games I've ever seen. And for whatever reason, again, my older brother played through them. He doesn't really play a lot of games, but he just. I remember watching him, and I was horrified. Like. If this ends up being a game, we need to play it at my house. Okay, we can do the Resident Evil Village treatment on it. The other, and for the record... My only concern is if it's more than, like, 12 hours, it's going to be really hard to do. (laughs) That, um, I didn't ever play it because I was, again, too scared, but PT is apparently, like, one of the scariest things ever created for video games. It's meant to be fucked up. Isn't it something where if you have a console that still has the PT demo on it, you can sell it for like a lot of money because you can't download it anymore? Yeah, that's right. People like still advertise that as a... It would do like really scary things too. Like we were saying with, you know, Metal Gear, like it will start playing tricks, like meta things. Can you still download the PT demo? Did you have it? I might have. I might have actually downloaded it. That's something to play. What we should do, let's see how this all unfolds, but at some point maybe we do that and we can like, we'll twitch it. <laughs> is that what the kids do? We'll twitch. Is that it. what the kids are calling with the twitches and the Instagrams? 
Uh, um, interesting. That's that's a good cookie crumb trail to follow. That was I'm such. Interested. I'd like again behind the scenes. This was such a risk. Govinda hates when I read such massive things, and I'm glad that that didn't seem to totally implode. I did see the "do not read past this line," and I didn't read past the line, but I definitely skimmed past it. And there was a lot of text, and it yeah, made yeah. me concerned. But hey, look, we're here. Uh, if you love it, write us a review. If you hate it, hey, message Kale on Twitter and tell him it was <laughs> awful. We've got a lot of reviews. Uh, and if you'd like to leave us another one, please do. It's been great. It's We've been sitting up around the top of fucking iTunes. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you really didn't know what to say yeah, there. No, uh, all. That's all good. We're just going to we're gonna mosey on into, into our feature of the week, which is titled, Xbox is in its best ever fighting form, but its opponent didn't show up. Tell me more, Kale. This article was written by Jeremy Peel over at Video Game Chronicle, and I will now read the lead, and just the lead, and perhaps a quote or two chosen precisely for that purpose. Here we go. One of the less seismic consequences of Microsoft buying Bethesda has been a consolidation of E3 shows, where once each company was responsible for a highlight of the event's presentation calendar, the pair now share a slot. In summer blockbuster terms, it's as if Marvel and Fast and the Furious pooled their talent for a crossover movie. Fewer hours of fun overall, but you're guaranteed stars from start to finish. I think there's a really good quote in there that kind of sums it all up pretty nicely. Uh, it says, quote, While Sony has built its walls higher, hoarding its riches, Microsoft has embraced cross-play and affordable ways to access its games catalogue. In short, it's made a virtue of second place, setting itself up for the future. End quote. Uh, I think that the whole article essentially talks about how the Xbox One was a bit of like a flop, like it didn't do great. The reveal was yeah. notoriously <laughs> poorly handled, I guess. Yeah. Um, and since then, the public opinion swayed hard in Sony's favor. And there seems to be this kind of recurring theme in, in between at least Sony and Microsoft of like the PS2 was the PS2 and the yeah. Xbox just exist. And then the PS3 came out and completely blew it with their price point and their cell architecture that just was difficult for game developers. So then the Xbox 360 took over and they got a little bit complacent. And mm-hmm. the as the PS4 gets announced, the Xbox One does this awful DRM, like you have to be online, all this stuff. And PlayStation does that classic <laughs> video of Shuhei Yoshida just being like, this is how you share games on a PlayStation, just giving someone a disc. Yeah. So it's always this back and forth thing where one company gets a little bit complacent thinking like, we've got the lead, we can't lose it now. Yeah. And then the next generation rolls through and they're behind the behind the ball. And that's kind of how it feels right now with Sony and Microsoft. Yeah, it's the swinging of the pendulum. And that's what this piece really looks at because now, unfortunately for us, the pendulum must swing away. <laughs> I think we're putting the cart before the horse a little bit though, right? Like, well, yes. We're only saying this because PlayStation wasn't at E3, so we don't we have no more information. But it's yes. not that Sony's doing nothing. As Jeremy notes at the end, uh, there are rumours of a PlayStation show. Funny that you say that, uh, because as of like two days ago, um, Sony has actually trademarked PlayStation Experience, and if you remember back like what four years. Uh, PlayStation had a like a yearly showcase called PlayStation Experience that would show you all the new PlayStation games. Get like PlayStation gamers would go there and hang out and learn more. Yeah, and it was play like a demos fan event. And stuff. Yeah, it was essentially like a a PlayStation only E3 event. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that they've trademarked it again means that I wouldn't be surprised if they did another one. And personally, I kind of like that more. And I think it's not a bad strategy to get out of the chaos that is E3. 
Yeah. Because it's a busy month. Like, a lot's going on. It's not, like, I guess now you've kind of joined Microsoft and Bethesda. Um, but it used to be Microsoft, Bethesda, EA, Ubisoft, like all these conferences Nintendo. in like three days. That's and so now f- PlayStation can give it some like room to breathe and just give their own like experience and their That's, own time. It's kind of incredible. Like if they give it two weeks, people aren't going to be talking about this stuff anymore. Like, and again, all they have to do is put out that tweet, like PlayStation experience tomorrow, live stream, millions of people will turn up. Like, oh, it'll be huge. Yeah, and they don't have to compete with any of this stuff. I'm trying not to go full on, like, pull the fire alarm just yet. Yeah, uh, but... Because I think okay. we just want to see what they... we got to see their hand first. And I guess it all does depend on that. Like, what if they're just like, uh... I mean, they need bangers. They need... We need new reveals. Like, release We need dates. new reveals, need... for sure. That's the thing. Like, Sony doesn't really even need to do... Like, of course, they need to come out with it, but this E3 was so messy and weird. So, for them to dunk on it, it's not going to take much. Like, there was so much this year where it was like, you didn't need a stream. Like, Square Enix, like, they... There's just nothing going on. Like, all it was was Xbox and Bethesda, the Battlefield reveal had its own thing. Summer Games Fest had some stuff, but, like... There was like twelve streams. <laughs> it was insane. Without having the structure, without having the structure of a physical event, it yes. felt very messy. Yes, it was, and it 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 loses a little bit for me without having it on a stage. Yeah, I very quickly like I watched half of Xbox and Bethesda, and then just looked up what else was announced, and then <laughs> I did that for everything else. I was like, I'm not sitting through ten hours of this shit. And I think it's safe to say that Sony's conferences when they were doing them at E3 were some of the best. Do you remember the God of War reveal? Where they just had like a full orchestra and they yeah. just start playing that theme and it was just incredible. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm not concerned yet. I want to yeah. see what they have. And my more concern is like, when can I play something? That's the concern I have. Like Xbox has these games dropping like later this year. We have Horizon and that's it. I still, <laughs> if it gets pushed, which I... <laughs> Would not be surprised. It I could definitely see um, it happen. It's going to be a grim year, but I guess, I don't know, there'll be many more years to come, and it just means that next year is going to be a very good year, and Xbox maybe won't have as much. Well, yeah, I guess that's it. Like, in response to this piece, like, I guess we just need to hope that the reason Sony didn't show up is because they're choosing the time and place of their own reveal. Like, they have something. Yeah, honestly, and not a bad idea just to get out of the the chaos. Yeah, it's true. Just have their moment to shine. All right, Kavinda, let's wrap this up. I got places to be, people to see, dogs to feed, dinner to eat. You don't eat. do anything. You had you dinner mean? last night. That's going to have you covered for like a month of seeing people. You don't socialize. It's true. You don't even want to see me in person. You no, just want to do this. <laughs> this, is, this is too close. Yeah, look, this is staring at each other over a little <laughs> tiny screen for too long. Uh, All right, Kavinda... well, look. Oh. Oh, that was weird. Wait, am no, I doing no, this or are you, you doing this? <laughs> no, you go. All right. Govinda, where can the people find us? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at longlivepod. That again, at longlivepod. Please follow us there. And you better, because we'll know if you didn't. Uh, please also, if you do like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or on like the podcast app. Uh, it'll actually help us out a lot. And it validates me. I like to read them back. <laughs> <laughs> I read them every day when I wake up just so I know <laughs> <laughs> alright look it's been an absolute joy and we will it's see been you real. next time talk to you later